Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be, my girlfriend is PMSing and grumpy. Well, apparently it's that time in the month. I've got an emailer here. He's 46. He's been divorced for a little over a year. And his new girlfriend that he has been dating gets really cranky and really grumpy. Sounds like almost to the point where she gets a little verbally and mentally abusive towards him. And this is pretty much something that every guy that's ever been in a relationship with a woman is going to deal with. Because that time of the month, there is a period of about a week where even if you got a girl that's as sweet as pie, sometimes she's going to get a little cranky and a little bitchy for no apparent reason at all. And you get to be on the receiving end of it. So as we know, masculinity is calm. And women are always testing our strength. And one of the ways that they like to test our strength is to troll us. And this is especially so when it's that time of the month and she happens to be PMSing. So what is the best way to handle it when your girl just gets moody? It's going to happen. It's going to happen with you. You might be high stress, high stress career, high stress job. Maybe you're just having a bad day and you get short with people. You get angry, you get grumpy, you get a little pissy and your governor, if you will, is not causing you to, to hold back. You just kind of let it rip. So, I mean, what's great is the way that you deal with this is really the way you deal with people in general that tend to be cranky. Is you don't take it personally. You understand and remember that, just like I talk about in 3% Man, is that no one will ever do or say anything to you that isn't a direct reflection of how they feel about themselves in a moment. So it's like don't get pissed off about the weather when it doesn't match your expectations because it's a waste of energy. You just have to learn to accept things the way they are. And so you're going to typically go with the flow. You're going to use humor and playfulness and messing with her, treating her like a bratty little sister. But if it crosses the boundary into just verbal abuse because some women got no chill, especially women that, that didn't grow up with a strong masculine father in their lives. And they're going to be abusive at times. And no one will ever do or say anything to you that you don't invite them to do. And so it's important if your girl gets really cranky, really bitchy, really grumpy during that special time of the month is that you're going to use playfulness and humor and tease her about it. But if it crosses the line into abuse, then you're going to remove yourself from the situation. If she's just being a bitch to you on the phone, you're like, hey, you know, I understand you're not feeling well or whatever. But if you've used playfulness and she's still determined to be a bitch with you, then you're going to say, hey, well, you're not being very nice to me. And I like it when you're nice to me and you're not being nice to me right now. So if you're not going to be sweet and playful, then I'm going to go. I'm going to hang up and... Call me later when you're in a better mood because it's not fair for me to have to sit here and tolerate or put up with this. Most women, especially women that come from good families, typically will understand what you're communicating and will be cool. But I understand that not every guy watching this has that luxury. They're already married or they're already in a relationship with a girl 
that is crossing the line into abuse. So in that case, if they won't, after you use humor and you use playfulness, if they're just really truly in a foul mood and no fun to be around, the best way to handle it is to remove your presence from the situation. Because if you've decided ahead of time that you want to be happy, you want to enjoy your life, you want to be in a good mood, and people around you are just absolutely determined, because especially if it's not just your girlfriend, but your daughters, your sisters, women that live under the same roof tend to all get in the same menstrual cycle. And so if you've got daughters, or if you've got multiple women that live in your house, now you got several bitchy girls that you're having to deal with. So that just adds to good, clean fun. So let's go through this guy's email. He says, Dear Coach, my name is Bob, and I'm an elevator mechanic that is 46 years old and feel like I'm just hitting my stride in life. You know, what's interesting is that I, one of my, a good friend of mine, we've had this conversation the last few years. Like, I, we're both the same age. I'm 53, he's 53. And I kind of feel like I'm just getting started in life. And that that's typically, I mean, if you think about it, like, I mean, for those of you that have read Mastering Yourself, it's like most people, by the time you're done with college, you're on your own, you have your own apartment, maybe you've gotten your first car, you got a car payment, you're completely on your own where your parents aren't still giving you money or buying you things or buying you gifts or things of that nature. It's typically about 22 to 25 years old for the average person. So if you think about it, you're 25, like for me, I didn't graduate college till I was 25, and that was when I really kind of, and then I got married the next year when I was 26. That was kind of like where I was finally off the family teat, if you will. And so, what is that, 25, 28 years? So I got basically 28 years of adulting under my belt. Been a lot of ups and downs, and you make a lot of mistakes when you're younger because you just don't know what you don't know. You don't know any better. And typically, men hit their stride. And when you look at statistically what their peak earning years are, it's typically guys when they get into their 50s is when they're the most competent, confident, and successful in life. And that's when they're typically going to make the lion's share or the majority of their income because they've achieved a level of competence and success. Because you, we get paid based upon the value that we bring to the marketplace. We get paid for our Reserve of knowledge in developing our gifts, our skills, and our talents. So I could totally relate to this guy's sentiment that he feels like he's just now hitting his stride in life. Plus, he went through a divorce last year. And especially coming across a book like mine, and you go from having difficult relationships, having the kind of relationships with women that maybe aren't really your ideal, or you always feel like, you never got the quality woman that you deserved and you learn what's in my book and the things I talk about in my videos and you apply it, the quality of your life, the quality of your relationships and especially the quality of women that you're able to attract is going to increase significantly. And what this does is it contributes to your overall sense of well-being and life because the idea is your repetition is another skill and you're supposed to get better at this thing called life as you get older. So he says, first off, I want to say how to spot 
how spot on you are dealing with women in other relationships in a guy's life. I've been divorced a little over a year. And frankly, I knew my marriage was over way before then. Yeah, it's just not easy. Nobody wants, especially if you live in a blue state, nobody wants, nobody's like, oh, wow, I can't really, I can't wait to go through this divorce. It's going to be so much fun because it's expensive. It's unpleasant. And especially when you get attorneys involved and you get other helpful people, maybe your ex-to-be starts dating somebody else and he thinks he's being helpful. He's on some level a little jealous of you and worried that she may want to come back to you. So he does things to kind of muck the water up and polarize her towards you. So she moves closer towards him. And these are just things that us guys, we have to deal with in the modern world. So he says that set me up. He says, your book, 3% Man, helped me through the ending of my marriage and I feel set me up for success in a new relationship. I met a beautiful woman with lots of the same interests and beliefs as me and we have a lot of fun together. She's a triathlete and stays in good shape. She has a good job. She's a professor and is financially independent. I have two girls or two children, girls, who are thriving post-divorce. We all get along well, and my girlfriend lives about 40 miles away. And frankly, I think it's been a blessing as to when I have kids, there is some separation and tends to grow attraction between both of us. Well, it's absolutely true that absence does make the heart grow fonder. It's a, also a scientific fact that women are more attracted to men whose feelings are unclear. And having separation by like 40 miles, it's not convenient. Like, hey, I'll... I'll I'll be over in five minutes or I'll be over in 10 minutes. It's a lot different when it's 40 miles away. And then on top of that, you're dealing with traffic. You could be an hour, hour and a half. So it's not really super convenient when you live some distance from one another. I know last night we went to see a movie. We went to see John Wick 4. And by the time we got out of the movie it was like almost midnight and so we're driving back and we're on one of the main interstates and it's like all all the fucking exits are closed the exit to get on the interstate is closed and then so i got to drive and then i finally do get on and then just the way construction tends to work it's like you're dealing with the government they don't do things efficiently and they don't think ahead it's like it seems like everything is set up to just to piss you off and inconvenience you as much as possible. And so what should have been a 20-minute ride, because there should have been hardly nobody on the road, we're basically sitting in traffic at midnight because they've got all the lanes funneled into one, and you got one piece of equipment doing work, you got three or four dudes doing work, and you got 15 or 20 just kind of standing around watching the work being done. And you're going, we should have multiple sh machines out there, and this shit, sh but it should have been done a long time ago and so that's life so you can imagine somebody that's 40 miles away and then you know you're dealing with the local incompetent or the state government that decides to tear the roads up and can't seem to figure out how to do it efficiently without inconveniencing the hell out of everybody for years on end but that's life when life gives you lemons you got to make lemonade but it is Definitely can be to your advantage because absence does make the heart grow fonder. So he said, when I don't have my kids, we spend almost all of my free time together and it's starting to become an issue and has been a source of disagreements. It's like you say, she's all over me, constantly texting, calling, making plans all the time, etc. Well, if you're 40 miles away and you're going to continue to get closer and closer 
to one another. I mean, ultimately, if your goal is to get married or to have a living girlfriend, somebody's going to have to move. That's just a fact of life. <clears throat> he says, the issue that has come up is that she tends to get a little butthurt when I tell her I need a day or a half a day for myself for taking care of my house or making plans with a friend. Well, one thing is you got that would be helpful for you to explain to your girl is that you're going to say, baby, got to understand how us guys are. Ladies, tend y'all tend to solve your problems by talking and listening and sharing with one another. Us guys, we're different. We tend to more internalize things. In other words, we want to go sit in the man cave, maybe put on some music, pop a beer, have a smoke, contemplate, maybe read a book, do some things in the garage, hang out in the tool shed, or maybe just go have a few beers with the guys to blow off some steam and unwind and talk about things that guys talk about. We're not going to be sitting there talking about our emotions and our feelings and all that stuff, even though all the feminists and the woke idiots tell us that it's got to be 50-50 and this is the way it should be. Men should talk about their feelings. It's okay to talk about your feelings. These, This is just not how we're wired, no matter how much the feminists and the woke idiots want to try to re-engineer and cause human beings to act in ways that are simply unnatural with their essences, their masculine and their feminine essence. So as you're explaining this to her, it's like, don't take it personally. It has nothing to do with you. Just like when you're, it's that time of the month and you're grumpy and bitchy, it has nothing to do with me. It's just what you're feeling. It's the moods, it's the emotions, it's the endorphins, it's the chemicals in the body. And we all get to live with that. But you also got to understand as us guys is that we want to spend time alone in our man cave away from you. Not because we don't want to be with you, but because we need to be fully present with ourselves and internalize things. And this is our process. As men, this is our process for re re resolving the issues and contemplating things and coming up with solutions. And so after we've spent time in the man cave and spent time coming up with a solution or hanging out with the guys and having a few beers and sharing experiences or contemplating how to solve common problems together, then we come out of the man cave because we resolved it and we may or may not have a solution to share. We may just matter-of-factly after we've come up with a solution tell our, our girlfriends or our wives what we've come up with and women have to respect that. And so you should tell her in the future, when I need time by myself, don't take it personally. It has nothing to do with you. Just I'm going to say this. I'm going to say, hey, I just need a little time in the man cave. And when I'm ready, I'll give you a call. Or I'm ready, I'll come over. Or, or I'll let you know. And just, like I said, don't take it personally. It has nothing to do with you. It's just, it's just our process as dudes. And it would be helpful for your girl to understand that if you're kind of quiet, and you're kind of focused on something, maybe you're on the computer or maybe you're on your tablet device or you're going through some documents and some paperwork, she can feel when you're not really giving her 100% of your presence. And if she feels that or she picks up on that vibe that in essence we just want to be left the hell alone, just say, do you need time in your man cave? And you just say, yeah, babe, thank you. Give her a kiss and lips. Spank her in the butt, pinch her in the butt, maybe pinch her nipples a little bit, 
and send her on her way so you can spend time in the man cave. And once you've had that time to yourself, maybe it's just an hour, an hour and a half when you get home from work, you want to lock yourself in your, your den or your office and contemplate and unwind, maybe have a cup of tea, maybe spike it with a little, your coffee with a little Jack Daniels, whatever it is you do, have a cigar, smoke a funny cigar, whatever your process is to unwind, you're, you need to communicate to your girl that it ha- you need that time. And it's not helpful if she wants to sit in there and get you to talk about your feelings. You just need time by yourself. It's just like us when they're talking about something and then we're trying to solve their problems or give them advice. And so the smart smart guys know, do you just want my opinion or do you want my advice or do you just want me to listen? And so it's it has the same effect on us guys as it does on women when women are just want us to listen and be a sounding board and yet we're trying to give them advice or solve their problem. So if you explain things that way, they can understand and that will, that will help solve a lot of issues and a lot of friction just because our processes for resolving things, men and women, are just different. He says, it's like you say, she's all over me, constantly texting, calling, making plans all the time. And the issue has come up is that she tends to get buttered when I tell her I need a day and a half for myself or taking care of my house or making plans with friends. Yeah, because the other thing that's important about that also is that you got to maintain who you were. You got to maintain your relationships, your friendships. You got to go see your mom. You got to hang out with your guys. You got to keep your hobbies, your interests. You want to remain the interesting guy that had hobbies and interests that you were before you met her. And a lot of guys make the mistake that when the girl starts complaining that you're spending too much time in the garage or too much time in the tool shed or screwing around with your model airplanes or your train set or your stamp collection or the car that you're fixing up or whatever that all she's really saying is hey i want some of your time and your attention your presence and guys that don't know any better think man she just complains every time i do this you know what why don't i stop doing this why don't i stop hanging out with that friend why don't i stop screwing around with model airplanes or that car project that i've been working on or doing things in the tool shed and give her more time and attention and that will cause her to stop complaining and bitching about and what happens is they become pleasers and then so they mistakenly think they've got to eliminate their hobbies their interests the things they love doing for fun to please her and then what happens is a couple of years later she dumps them saying hey you've changed and the guy's thinking well i did all the things you said you wanted so it's important not to lose yourself in a relationship it's important to communicate to your girl that you need time in the man cave And she has to understand and recognize that. He says she admitted that she, let let me back up, I missed a paragraph here. He says recently she was on her period and pretty much verbally attacked me on the phone when I wasn't on my way over to her house when she thought I should have been. I worked out and took a shower after work. And so she's if she's really grumpy and being bitchy, and I, I totally get the attitude, hey, you should have been on your way over. Probably, oh, you don't care about me. That's why you're not going to be here as quickly as I thought you were. You don't care. Ah, it's the end of the world. Ah. That's what women tend to do. They tend to take these little things and go, and blow them up like they're big deals when they're really not. And it's our job as men to go, to shrink those things down into the little, simple, easy things that they are. And so if she's complaining 
that you say, yeah, you know, you're gonna put, if you were in the wrong, if you said you were gonna be there at a certain time and now you're running late, you're like, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, babe. I told you gonna be there, and I'm not on time. But if she's just cranky and bitchy for no reason, you're not late or anything. She's just complaining that you're that you're not a mind reader, which is another thing us guys tend to complain about. Is women expect us to be mind readers. And so she was expecting him to be here at a certain time and probably didn't communicate that and is upset and butthurt. And when you get anger and hostility and she's upset, you'd be like, oh, you sound like you're in a really good mood. I can't wait to see you. <laughs> Just bust her on us. Like, what's the matter? You sound kind of cranky. Oh, you should have been here. Like, I know. I'm on my way. I'll be there quickly. Maybe I'll stop off and have a drink or two with the boys and come in a couple hours. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'll be on my way in a little bit. But the point being is that masculinity is calm. And so in these moments, because if you when you date a woman long enough, you're going to get to know what her cycle is. And after many months of dating and being around her when she's on her period, you're going to see that most women are going to go through a little bit of a metamorphosis. They're going to be more cranky and more irritable than normal, and you can't take it personally. You want to bust her on it. You want to call her out on it in a playful way. Tease her. I love it when you're angry like this. You're so hot when you're grumpy. It just turns me on. I think you should fuck me like you hate me. Just say fun, ridiculous things like that to communicate. You really don't care because you're making light of her being in a bad mood. This is exactly why I got together with you because it's like when it's that time of the month, you really get cranky. I like that. That turns me on. I like when your veins pop out in your neck. It's pretty sexy. It's come up with fun and playful ways to bust on her and tease her that communicates, hey, your behavior's a little inappropriate. And some, I mean, for me personally, I'm brutally honest. I might say, well, you're kind of bitchy. You're kind of in a grumpy mood right now. You're not a lot of fun to be around, to be honest with you. I think I'd be having more fun watching paint dry than listening to you bitch and complain at me right now for no reason at all other than the fact that it's that time of the month and your little friend is here. He says she admitted that she was out of line PMSing and I stayed centered and spoke to her calmly and let her know that she was a little out of line and I didn't care for it. You don't want to be all serious and butthurt. Like I said, the best thing is humor and playfulness because it's going to happen every month. Some women are going to have it worse than others. But the, that's why it's so important to pick a woman who's easygoing, easy to get along with. Because even the girls that are easygoing, easy to get along with, they get a little pissy when it's that time of the month. They get a little grumpy. They might get a little short with you. You don't want to take it personally. Because if you come at them with anger and hostility and being pissed off yourself, you just threw gasoline in the fire. Now it's like... You ever seen those videos where dudes have this big pile of firewood or other things that they're going to burn and they've sprinkled gasoline all over it to, to give it, you know, to help the fire spread quickly and they throw a match on it and it just goes, the whole thing blows up. That's basically what happens when you respond to your girl with anger and hostility and, and being pissed off. It, it's like literally throwing gasoline on a fire. It's not a good way to go. It's frowned upon. He says, then two days later, the same thing happened, this time much worse. She accused me of not wanting to spend time with her and pretty much lost her emotional center. And so she said, you don't want to spend time with me. like, well, quite honestly, honey, I love you. But when you act this way and you're cranky this way, 
I'm not going, oh man, I can't wait to see her. I'm so excited about this. I'm so excited that I can be there in person and listen to her berate me just because she's in a grumpy mood. Make light of it. Teaser. But you got to understand, it's like you're not going to make this go away. You're not going to make her be perfect every month when she's on her period and never get grumpy, never get short with you. You just want to, because when you come back at it with playfulness, it communicates that you're indifferent to it. In other words, you're not bothered by it. You're not upset. You're not perturbed. You're amused because you should be amused by your girl, especially when she's in a bad mood. Find a way to be amused. It's like, um, I think it was Rumi said, sell your cleverness and purchase bewilderment. Be bewildered in a fun and playful way when she's cranky and not in a good mood. Because if you're honest and you're indifferent and you don't you don't treat her harshly because she's in a bad mood. Now, this is assuming she's not crossing the line into being really verbal. You're a prick, you bastard, son of a bitch. I hate you. Ah. You know, when she gets to that point, you're like, hey, hold on. You're being abusive right now. And it's okay to say that to him. You're being verbally, emotionally, and mentally abusive right now. And that's not very loving. I understand you're a little grumpy. If you got something you want to talk about, I'm happy to listen. But the way you're talking to me right now is inappropriate. And if she keeps on, she's like, babe, this is just, you're way over the line. So I'm going to let you go. You can calm down. And when you're ready to apologize, I'd love to hear from you. But this is just not going to work for me. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye. And then you go on about your life. And then later on, she'll say, hey, sorry for being such a bitch yesterday. If she's a good woman, she typically is going to say that. Because women know when they're being a bitch and when they're being cranky. And they know nobody wants to deal with it. Just like they don't, quite frankly, if they're in a shitty mood, they don't want to really have to deal with that either. At least not for an extended period of time. He says, I let her know that I didn't appreciate, nor would I tolerate being spoken to in that manner and when she was ready to be nice to call me back and I got off the phone. I didn't just hang up. So I'm assuming because of the way he worded that she's probably crossing the line and being verbally abusive and just downright mean. And some women are like that. If they grew up in families where that was the normal standard, then that's the way they're going to be. And so that's why it's important when they cross the line into abuse that you get off the phone or if you're together in person you just say hey i'm gonna go for a drive you're just you're about as much fun as watching paint dry right now and i'm not really enjoying being around you and you're not being nice to me and i've asked you a couple times to be nice and you're just bitchy i don't like it it's saturday you want to have a good time and you're no fun to be around right now and if you're not going to stop then i'm going to go do something else and we maybe we get together tomorrow or i'll see you later tonight and what will happen is she'll learn that if she's really nasty and really mean, you're just going to leave. You're going to get off the phone. You're not going to be talking to her because you're just not going to put up with it. And so that will force her because she'll learn over time that when she crosses the line, she gets distance from you. In other words, you're just not going to put up with it. You're not a dick about it. You're just like, well, I don't want to deal with this. You're not treating me nice, and I don't appreciate that. And like I said, after, you know, a few hours later or the next day, she'll be like, I'm, I was such a bitch yesterday. I'm so sorry. And a good woman will apologize. A woman who belongs to the streets, is, she'll feel entitled to be that way. And she'll expect you to be her punching bag, and that's not what you want.
He says, since then, she's been all over the place, and I feel like trying to place the blame on me in my boundaries setting. Did I handle anything wrong? I would say more than likely, just because of the tone of your email, you probably didn't use enough humor and playfulness. But again, if she's crossed the line into abuse, verbal abuse, and emotional and mental abuse, then yeah, you remove, you, you get off the phone, and that is the right thing to do. But it also, maybe the way you handled it, it made her feel like you really didn't care about her. And so it's really super important to ask high-quality questions and to communicate that. And so, like, the next time you're together, you can be like, hey, the other day, it's like, you know, we were talking, and it's like, you know, she may bring it up. It's like, I can't believe you hung up on me. I was like, I can't believe you wouldn't talk to me. It's like, you're being abusive. And I was having a good time. I'm with my friends. I'm with my parents. And you're like, ah, 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 ah. It's like, that's embarrassing. You know, my family doesn't want to see that. And it's like, you got to be nice to me. I like girls that are nice to me. And I like it when you're nice to me. And you weren't nice to me the other day. And that's just, I don't want to deal with it. It's not fair to me. And I, I wouldn't do it to you. And if I did, I would have expected you to call me out in the same manner. So he says, thanks. I love your work, dude. And you're one of the only ones out there that's truly unique and not regurgitating other red pill material. Well... He says, P.S., I've read your book about nine times. Well, the reality is most of the red pill material is just garbage anyways. There's not a lot of solutions in it. It's a lot of reasons to be pissed off and angry at women or, oh, this is women's true nature. It's like, and you look at the dudes that are writing these, it's like, you know, I'm not going to listen to some autistic beta male who has settled and has a mediocre, boring marriage. He's not got anything he's going to teach me. It's going to help me have better quality relationships. And that's why you see so many dudes in the red pill community is that what they're learning enables them to be angry and pissed off at women and say, hey, it's not my fault. This is just modern women. This is the way they are. Well, if you're watching shows or you're consuming content where you've got nothing but sex workers and women from broken homes and strippers and the kind of women, quite frankly, that most guys that are smart know those are just the women maybe you have a little bit of fun with. You don't wife up the hoe. You might hook up with the hoe for a little bit because everybody needs experience, but you're not going to have a relationship with them. And what I see is just in mass is that people get into the red pill material. It just turns them very negative, very angry, and women don't feel safe around them anymore. I've had countless emails, especially the last several years, countless emails and phone sessions with guys who are like, yeah, I was following your work and things were going great in my relationship or I had lots of girls I was dating. Then I went down the, the red pill rabbit hole and I totally repulsed women or my girlfriend dumped me or my relationship went to shit and I'm on the verge of breaking up. And then they get back in my work they start consuming it, started applying the things, and the relationship returns back to normal. So as a whole, I don't really see how the red pill stuff is actually helping people. It's not really solving problems. It's taking guys that are already wounded and struggling and giving them a reason to enable that behavior and keep them stuck in a loop of negativity and anger and then they just constantly buy more books and consume more content by this small group 
of creators that, quite frankly, they don't know their asshole from a hole on the ground. And all you have to do is look at them, interact, or be in the same room, or be in a podcast with women, and it's like, they got no charm. They got no game. Women just do not like these dudes. But you are, you what you observe, you participate in. So make sure whatever you do observe, it's good stuff to help you be easygoing, easy to get along with. Because again, remember, masculinity is calm. So if you got a question or challenge and you'd like to get my help, go to understandingrelationships.com, click the products tab at the top of your screen, and book a coaching session with yours truly. Until next time, I will talk to you soon.